time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello and welcome to episode 81 from Microbes to Mental Health, Connecting Your Gut to Your Head. Today's topic was decided to bring the importance of how the food we eat can affect our mental and emotional health. And in today's episode, I'd like to discuss how our gut communicates with our brain, five nutrition tips to nourish a healthy gut, and give you some general guidelines to support harmony and happiness, which equates to health. So we want to look at the trillions of bacterial cells that really inhabit our gut that support actually our immune function as well as our mental states. And how that happens is the cells will actually communicate directly with our brain and nervous system. For those of you that are not new to the podcast, you've heard me say this many, many times. We also have a class coming up on food to focus. And we're going to be really expounding on this uh, topic, just because it's so important with the types of food that we eat. Recent scientific breakthroughs do demonstrate that these cells, they're called our gut microbiome, can affect how we deal with our stress and anxiety levels. And we all know that anxiety is rampant right now in our our current culture. And knowing the connection between how our gut and our feelings, how that transference takes place or the manifestation of that really gives us some strategies that we can manage to take care of this network that causes or that actually supports our moods and our emotions. Scientific research shows us that a bi-directional communication does indeed take place between the gut microbiome and the brain what's termed the gut-brain axis. And studies indicate that both anxiety and depression can have the root of their issues in the gut. And I say have their root, can have their root in the gut. Remember, there are two things we want to look at here. If you look at a pyramid, we have the um, biological happenings, but then we also have the awareness and the happenings of the mind. And sandwiched in between there, we have what's happening emotionally to us. So the gut and the head is what we're connecting here. I just want to give you that picture of how we're really working this. And that would be called the gut-brain axis. That in between, that, that road that goes between our biological happenings and our head. And vice versa, our head to our biological happenings. And so when we look at what is this, this road, this gut brain axis that bi-directional communication takes place? Well, the gut brain axis refers to the biochemical signaling taking place between our gastrointestinal tract, we call that our GI tract, and the nervous system. And it often involves our intestinal microbiota. There are little colonies of bacteria that are actually 
outnumber our other cells, believe it or not. And they've been shown to play an important role in our healthy, in having healthy brain function. And so when anytime we have insults in our diet, it affects, they become like, for example, antibiotic use, food that's grown in soil that has been sprayed or artificially fertilized or GMO. There are many things I'll talk about. All of those things really affect the cellular structure or these colonies of bacteria. When we affect the colonies of bacteria in the soil, we affect the colony of bacteria actually within our own gut. So there's never anything that is separate. We try to think that way, but it's all one collective whole that we're really looking at. So instead of really diving into the science, there have been plenty of, I've done plenty of podcasts on that. Let's talk about how to get started. And there's some five, I've listed five diet and nutritional tips to reset your digestive health. Some of you had called me uh, over the last few weeks talking about having some issues with digestion. And some of you I work with privately, but for those that really haven't decided to do that, I thought maybe to give you some general guidelines that you could start working with your own diet. First, begin by removing the allergens of the foods that cause inflammation. Now, everyone is different. So what's an allergen for me might not be an allergen for you. Therefore, I always recommend people do a food journal. The main culprits to look at with respect to your diet are soy, wheat, dairy, nightshades, some dairy, uh, and I had said dairy in general, but some dairy, uh, eggs, soy sugars, refined foods, alcohol, preservatives and additives. That's a pretty long list. Let me just say it again. We have soy, wheat, and I had said, of course, dairy, but it's some dairy, not all dairy, nightshades, eggs, soy sugars, refined foods and alcohol preservatives and additives. And if you prepare a food diary and record what foods you eat and how you feel, you'll start to see some functionality. I'll give you an example. I love to have dark chocolate. And when I have dark chocolate, I notice that I don't have a restful sleep, even if I do it during the day, even if it's a square. So that correlation I get to see, well, my body doesn't handle that as well, depending on other things. This is the way you become your own food laboratory. And I'd like you to really start doing that because then you become empowered with what to eat and what not to eat. So the first one I said, remove the allergens and the foods that cause inflammation. Second, avoid gluten from grains and casein from dairy if you have digestive complaints. Now, scientific research has found that in some people with the ingestion of gluten from eating grains and casein from dairy foods produce neurochemicals that cause a, uh, actually cause a morphine-like reaction to occur. You may get, uh, your mind may become very sluggish. You may be very sleepy. Now, there's a little bit of a, a twist to this. If we eat unrefined grains, I know we have people out there 
proponents of the keto diet, which I'm not a proponent of because it's an overconsumption of animal foods. And that could have very damaging effects, not to say what it does to the mind field with taking on the ingestion of the consciousness of animals. But that's another story. I'm going to do that in Food to Focus, but not really here today. So if we really look at unrefined grains, like for example, if we got uh, wheat berries, I just came back from Europe. I was in London and I was able to eat dairy, wheat, bread, everything because it hasn't been adulterated like we do in, in, our, in our country. And that's why Europe decides not to take our wheat because we are really polluting things for uh, economic gain. It has nothing to do with feeding the hungry. It has to do with economic greed. So we know that grains really aren't bad. It's what we do to the grains that make them non-digestible and deleterious to our health. The same with dairy. I mean, what kind of dairy, even if we do organic dairy, how are the cows treated? There's A1 and A2. You can look that up uh, talking about milk. If you drink milk from A2 cows, very rarely you're going to have the same effect that you do from A1. Now, some people say don't drink milk. Everyone is, it's on an individual basis. Uh, so it just depends. So avoid gluten and grains from casein and casein from dairy if you have any digestive complaints. And that's just to start, but you can do your own investigation or work with someone that can really work you work with you on that. The third is to nourish your gut with fermented foods and probiotics. Now, you've heard me say uh, that this could be very important. Fermented foods are called probiotics. There's also prebiotics too. But they feed our gut bacteria and help them to develop better resistance and resilience to outside attacks. When we use probiotic-containing bacteria like lactobacillus and bifidobacteria, they have been shown actually to protect against permeability problems in the gut by enhancing our immune defenses. Many people prefer probiotic supplementation over fermented foods. Again, we're a society of not only privilege, but convenience. People want convenience. I remember, I'm just going to do a little side caveat here. You know, uh, people just want things that are very fast. And really the, like for example, unrefined oils are much better than refined oils, but people don't want to see the sediment. I've heard it said, take the sediment out. Well, when you take the sediment out, you actually destroy the nutrients in the oil itself. So keep in mind, back to probiotics, that probiotic supplementation is very susceptible to contamination or loss of potency, depending on how it's manufactured, how it's kept, and how we work with it. For this reason, it's extra important to find a really good company that maintains very, very high standards. And then we really don't know. Again, for a matter of convenience, we extract things out. We package them a certain way so they're more appealing to the eye, but not necessarily good. That was my point when I brought up the oil in that, uh, when we talked about fermented foods and probiotics. I should have probably mentioned it here because my next statement is nourish your brain with healthy fats. Your brain is mostly made of fat, we know, and ingest the good and healthy fats in your diet and that'll support your brain function. Good fats include, as I said, unrefined, 
extra virgin. So olive oil is really good as full as as well as cold, unrefined flaxseed oil. Some people don't uh, convert flaxseed oil to what's needed uh, based on enzymatic reactions, but it's still good. You could put it on your salads. Uh, also, coconut oil is good. People or young uh, people, for those that are advocates of whole milk, whole milk, I'm not one to talk about uh, pasteurized and homogenized because both of those components together do not digest the same as when you're allowing milk just to be, say, for example, homogenized. It changes the chemical structure, which it does not digest the same way and doesn't have the same physiological benefits. But butter can also be very, very useful, or I prefer ghee, the oil uh, that is extracted from butter. That's also, they're good, healthy fats. Again, depending on what your metabolic what your metabolic status is. Not everybody should be eating the same things, especially because of where we are now as a whole culture. And keep that in mind. That's why diet, it's very difficult. That's why I've never come up with one diet fits all and go out there and sell the one diet protocol because it's just not authentic to do that. Everyone's an individual. And since we've come away from standard foods that are very healthy, there really needs to be a lot of evaluation done. And most people are on medications. You have to take that into consideration. And the third or the fifth or the last, I should say, is meditation. Meditation is an antidote to stress. It's also, and why am I bringing up stress when I'm talking about the gut? Because it's known that a stressful situation will create uh, a gut that starts to become disturbed. The microbiota, actually, the bacteria in the gut will change under stressful conditions and not for the best. Research reveals that including meditation into life, into your lifestyle, will have profound changes on your brain with just five to 10 minutes a day. Take our masterclass if you're new and you haven't done it yet. It'll give you the foundation tools to get started and maintain a solid practice. Again, we're in a society of scatteredness and all of you are are geniuses, but you have to unscatter that scatteredness if you can, including myself, because we're pulled around in so many different ways that it's very, very difficult to become established in one routine and not even finish something that we start, even though our best intentions are there. Let me review the five. Remove, the, remove your allergens of the foods that cause inflammation, because remember, inflammation is a culprit to creating disease and also unsteadiness in the mind. Avoid gluten from grains and casein from dairy if you have digestive complaints and just see, do the experiment on yourself. Nourish your gut with fermented foods and probiotics and nourish your brain with healthy fats and include a daily practice of meditation. Now, let me just give you general guidelines now and principles to follow to have a happy gut. Do a seasonal digestive reset. Some of you have contacted me from last year and we're in the middle of doing our digestive reset as a group. And that's always fun where we talk about, just we do about a 40 day reset where we get our body aligned again. Actually, it's our liver. We work with our liver. Liver is the key. Liver and gallbladder, by the way, are the key to emotional balance. 
have at least one nourishing meal a day, practice the overnight diet, and we do that with the digestive reset, maintain positive relationships. There's no room for any negativity in life, everyone. There's enough out there. We must right now be a collective consciousness of positive change, positive force of change, so that we could stay and maintain our stepping into our own light so that we could maintain positive and kind relationships. Accept what is and not wait for perfection. Let go of any need to control the people or situations around you. Practice forgiveness towards yourself and others. Because if you can't forgive yourself, you'll be hypercritical of others. If you want to get started and need a clear, precise roadmap, find someone that can guide you. Find someone that's that you feel good with, you know, you connect with. It may be somebody in your community, somebody in your church, someone in courses that you're taking. You could even interview the person, make sure, because people are asking me, is there anyone in their area? Make sure you interview the person and it feels right for you. If you have a relationship with someone, you can work with them a lot easier than someone who's just been recommended or someone who's been, has a lot of credentials after their name or someone who's uh, best-selling. There's so many best-selling authors out there. And always follow your gut instinct, but only if it's healthy and happy. So follow your gut if it's healthy and happy. Otherwise, get someone who you can really trust that will help guide you in that way and guide you to the right support system that you may need. So they're the general guidelines that I have come up with. And as I always say, do your research, see what works for you. Again, words from someone don't have any significance if you don't do your own research. You have to feel it right for you, but you want a healthy gut so that you can really trust your own gut instincts, but you have to have a healthy gut to do that. Please keep in mind that if you like the podcast, please share it on my YouTube channel. You can go there and subscribe and share it with those that you think might like it, and it helps to support the community and helps generate these every week. Coming June 4th is a new webinar series, Food to Focus. You've heard me discussing it and talking about it. It's open to everyone whether you're taking meditation with me or not, or learning with me. It's open to your friends and your family, anyone that you think would be, uh, would really enjoy it, would really like looking at a different perspective on nutrition in the craziness that's out there with nutrition right now. So sign up soon. And that does bring me to the end of this episode. Remember the Susan Taylor podcast does come out every week and is available on susantaylor.org iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and other podcast platforms. And visit susantaylor.org for more information and contact us with any questions, comments, or feedback. You can always email your comments to feedback at susantaylor.org. I would love to hear from you and answer directly. And thank you for listening. And until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.